Good evening, and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. This evening, I am Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I am excited this evening to have you with me one more time for the podcast. Tonight's episode, we will talk about the transformative power of hope. We know that currently in our world, there's so many things that are going on, things that are so hurtful, oftentimes that are just painful. And sometimes we just don't have the words in which to even know how to frame what's happening around us. But I know that there's always hope. There's always power in hope and trusting that things will work out the way that they are supposed to. You know, when we look at the word hope, we think of hope being the belief that the future will be better than the present, along with the belief that you have power to change what's happening in your life. Now, how do you have that power? You have the power from the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you, hope. As you can see on your screen, the flower is actually growing through the crack of the there of the concrete. How could that ever be? How could a flower, and it really, the, the you can see that the stem isn't all that thick, yet and still, it's still able to push its way up through the concrete and bloom and blossom into this beautiful flower. I believe it's able to do that because of the hope that's on the inside of that flower. I believe that's why that flower is able to push itself up even beyond that strong concrete that's holding it down. So welcome this evening to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Our title once again is The Transformative Power of Hope. We're in season three, episode number five of the Lotus Flower Podcast. Stay tuned now for a brief commercial. Streaming live this evening, hope, hope, the word hope 
and the acronyms are having only positive expectations. Hope having only positive expectations. Howard Thurman, an African-American theologian, author, educator, and civil rights leader once wrote, there is something in every one of us that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine within ourselves. And if it cannot be heard, then our lives will be spent being pushed and pulled by someone else. So it's imperative that you be able to feel and sense the hope that lies on the inside of you. We know in our world, there's so many calamities that are going on and that are robbing people of their hope. Yet and still, there is hope, hope available, hope available to you, my listening audience. But you've got to know that you have to hold on even when you don't understand how to hold on. You've got to hold on to hope. And in tonight's episode, I am going to share with you how to transform a situation that seems as though it's dire and destitute into one that's fruitful and productive. Have you ever experienced times in your life when you go through just one bad thing after another? And it seems like the world is just out to get you. When things go wrong, what do you do? What do you do when it seems like your whole world is crashing in? What do you do when an unexpected thing happens and you have no control over it? How do you respond during a time like that? Do you hold on when it's unbearable? Are you able to hope? Are you able to look at your future and say to yourself that what I am experiencing right now will not cloud my future? What I'm experiencing right now is only going to set me up for a brighter future. And you might ask, Well, Dr. Robinson, how do I go forth and look at the situation that I find myself in at this time and know that I can actually overcome whatever adversity that I'm facing right now? Well, I want you to be encouraged and know that there is something in every one of you that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine person that's on the inside of you. Now, you cannot always hear this this with your natural ear, but you've got to listen to what your spirit man is saying to you so that you won't be pushed and trotted and actually let down by unexpected things that can be disheartening. 
So I want you to know that the way in which you do it is by seeking out scriptures and actually taking those scriptures that you have sought out and actually utilizing those scriptures in your life to the degree that they become a part of who you are in your everyday walk. That they're just not scriptures that you learn to quote, but they are scriptures that actually govern your everyday in and out way that you live your very life. The concept of hope is biblical. The word hope appears 158 times in the New Testament. These verses that I'm going to share with you tonight are three sure sources of hope. God's character, God's work, and God's word. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me and we'll examine those three scriptures that talk about God's character, God's work, and God's word. The first scripture that I want to look at tonight is coming from Psalms chapter 25 and verse number three. Psalms 25 and verse three. And I'm going to use my commentary that was written by Dr. Tony Evans so that we can break down the text a little bit further. Psalms 25, verse number three. And the commentary reads as follows. And I'm gonna start at verse number one and go down to verse number three, just to give it some context. It says, in this Psalm, King David expresses a deep longing for God's intervention in his circumstances. Notice the repetition. He does not want to be disgraced before his enemies. He knows that those who wait on God will not be disgraced. Instead, treacherous people will be disgraced. David is confident that his trust in God is justified. He would experience a reversal that which he feared would actually fall on his enemies. Now that is verse number one of the passage that I want to share with you about God's character. Now let's look at the next verse. And that, that verse is Psalms 52 and nine. Psalms 52 and verse number nine. And it reads as follows. In the light of God's faithful love, righteousness, character, and unfailing justice, David offers praise in the presence of God's faithful people. Don't fail to think God that he's given his public testimony to, to people so that they would be discouraged. But David has given this public testimony to people that they would be encouraged. 
So David gave this public testimony so that people would be encouraged by God's faithfulness. Now let's look at the last verse that talks about God's word. And that is found in Psalms chapter 119, verse 114. Psalms 119 and verse number 114. And just for context, I'm going to go ahead and read in my commentary this evening, starting at verse number 13 and work my way on down to verse 20. The reverse, the reverence for God's word. The psalmist hates those who are double-minded when it came to God's instruction. His devotion to scripture is not half-hearted. Rather, his entire hope in the word is based on God's word. The psalmist is aware of what happens to those who stray from God's statues. God rejects them and removes them from the earth. Therefore, with deep reverence for the Lord's word, the psalmist confesses, I tremble in awe of you. So the psalmist here is letting us know not to be double-minded and to follow God's instruction and to have hope in God's word and also to be in awe of the Lord. So I want you to know that God's word tells us that we can rely on his character. We can rely on his word and we can rely on his hope. Hold on to God when the darkest hours happen and the world seems as though it's so dark and there's so many things going on around us until we just don't know which way to turn. However, we have to hope. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, along with the belief that you have the power to make it so. And we find that power in the Lord Jesus Christ. The power is found through God's word and in relying on him because it's in him that we move and it's in him that we live and it's in him that we have our very being. And so I am grateful tonight for the hope that's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Every day, when we look around, the world tells us to hope in money, luck, determination, relationships, skills, and our own abilities. But God tells us to look to him, to look to him, because when we look to the Lord Jesus Christ, we have hope that will not be deterred, that will not fade away. Every day, we have a choice where to look for hope in created things or in our creator. The world tells us that we've got to hope in money. 
The world tells us that we got to hope in love. The world tells us again that we had to hope in relationships. We got to hope in those skills that we have. We got to hope in our educational pursuits. We got to hope in our own abilities. But most importantly, the hope that we need today is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. The world oftentimes will disappoint us repeatedly, but God, he will never fail us. The hope he offers does not rise and fall with changing circumstances. It's solid and it's secure. The hope that we find in the Lord Jesus Christ is solid and it is secure and it will not fail us. When the world is crumbling all around us, we have to know how to hold on to God's unchanging hand because he promises to never leave us nor forsake us. God's version of hope doesn't promise to deliver our personal definition of happiness. It assures us that he'll order the events of our lives to refine us and make us more like his son. Only there will be deep abiding joy in God. The only deep abiding joy that we have in this life is actually found through and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. God has a greater plan for the pain that's in your life. God has a greater plan for the pain that's in your life. God tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, that he comforts us in all of our afflictions. The sufferings of Christ are our, ours in abundance. In the patience enduring of our same suffering, which we also suffer, you are sharers of our suffering. We, we were burdened excessively beyond strength so that we developed hope, even though we despise life itself. And in verse number nine of 2 Corinthians chapter one, it tells us that we had the sentence of death within ourselves. But verse 10 tells us, God delivered us from so great a pearl of death. Reading what the psalmist, what Paul has written right here in this painful situation is one that should encourage you. It should encourage you to know that every experience that you have in your life, especially the painful ones, are deeper reservoirs to draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was in pain his heart was hurt. His friends didn't understand 
-hmm. what he was going through. And so many people spoke ill of him to the degree that Paul even wanted to die. But however, if we look at what Paul was going through, we find it interesting to know that Paul was most all, most possibly the most mature Christian that had ever lived. And he stands head and shoulders above most others that boldly declared the Lord Jesus Christ during the biblical days. Yet and still, he suffered greatly for this cause. But Paul, for this reason, knew that the pain that he was feeling in his journey called life was to was because he wanted to advance God's kingdom in the world. Now, I see a lot of believers that say that they serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but yet and still when hurt happens or pain comes their way, then they want to give up and they want to quit. Now, I want to let you know that this world is full of trouble, that as soon as we accept the reality that painful things are going to happen out in our lives and stop trying to spiritualize every situation away, then we can begin to walk in a mature state with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to realize that the Lord uses pain oftentimes to equip us and to take us to the next level in him. And that is why I believe that the scripture tells us to hold firm to the hope that we find in Christ Jesus, to hold firm to the hope that we find in Christ Jesus. Now, if we choose to look to God in the midst of our sufferings and in our afflictions and focus our troubles on him, then God will take the hurt and the pain and use it for our gain. Now, it's just that simple. God, however, doesn't always let you know what's going on in your life step by step because he wants to build your faith. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to put cast your cares upon him and walk with him every step of the way so that you can build your spiritual muscle. Sometimes you might be knocked down, but just know because you are knocked down, you are not knocked out. Things may not change entirely when you draw near to God in the middle of a painful situation, but the way that you experience them will change. Now, let's see how Paul here in 2 Corinthians verse 4 chapter 4, verses 6 to 11, was able to fully understand what was going on 
in a painful time in his life, he says here in the pericope that for God who said, light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have in this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of power will be of God and not of ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about the body of the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our mortal flesh. So Paul points out to you and to me in this passage that even when circumstances may knock us down, that they shouldn't knock us out. When you are going through affliction, that is the time to run to God like never before. God must be free to work in you before he can work for you. Too often our prayers go something like this. God, please work for me by changing my situation. All the while, God smiles and responds like a caring parent would, and he hears your request, but can't work for you until you let him work in you. I'm trying to develop, he says, something on the inside of you. I'm trying to show you that the product of your maturation is going to come about by working something on the inside of you. Now, any woman who has ever given birth understands that there can be a great purpose to the pain. The hurt can be extreme. What's more, it can last for hours. But in the pain and the hurt and in the difficulties of labor, there is often someone to give you comfort. It might be your husband. It might be your coach. They give you some cool water. They give you a pat on the head. They massage your feet. They might give you some ice packs. But there is someone there that will comfort you in order to help you get through that birthing period. So in our spiritual lives, we also give birth. We give birth to maturity. We give birth to new dreams. We give birth to victory over sin. We give birth to vision. We give birth to love. We give birth to Christ-like purpose. And through the pain we experience, we birth these things out. So as a kingdom follower, you have to understand that something unique occurs through the trials of life that could never occur in the times of great blessings. Growth happens in the midst of the grit and the grind. So what you need to do in the middle of it all is remember that God knows right where you are. 
He sees what you're going through. He wants to birth something in you through the pain that you're going through. He wants to reveal to you that you can go to that next level. Yet without focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ, the pain is only going to be pain and it's not going to be purposeful. So I would encourage you this evening to seek his comfort, not just seek the exit. His comfort is there for you right now. But how can you even get more comfort from the Lord Jesus Christ when you're in such a painful spot in your life? Paul tells us in one of the passages that we looked at earlier, he said, let's examine it. Let's look at the critical aspects of what we're going through. Let's look at how what we are experiencing could actually be an affliction to get us into the next level of anointing because the anointing comes under the crushing, the crushing of flesh. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, it's the bottom line principle here. It tells us that God comforts you so you can become a comforter to someone else. In the midst of your pain, you need to look for someone else to comfort as well. God reveals to us in this passage that he comforts us so that we might be a comfort to somebody else. So, so while you're needing comfort yourself, I want to encourage you to encourage someone else. Help someone else through their pain. Help someone else who's suffering. Help someone else that's struggling. Then you will be able to understand your situation a bit better. Then you will be able to understand that the Lord wants to take what you're going through to make it a ministry for you to be able to utilize to help someone else that had been knocked out, but they're not down forever because you're going to come along and you're going to help to equip them to stand back up on their feet. One can help one, can help one person, two could help two people, three could help three people, and the list goes on and on and on. And I want you to know that just because you might feel as though what you're going through, no one else has ever experienced before and never will, know that God knows and sees just what you're going through. And the primary way that God offers comfort to you is through his word. You've got to get into the healing scriptures and God's word and know that God is there with you even when it's painful. If you only are getting out of your painful situation that this circumstance is terrible and this circumstance is going to 
actually caused me to shut down, then you are actually short-circuiting God. Now, one of the greatest truths in scripture is that God must first be relied on, focused on, and made to be the one that is our sufficiency. Before he can lift us up to the, our position and into our destiny, we've got to go through what's called brokenness. We have to understand that we can no longer depend on ourselves because we have to learn to depend on Jesus Christ. In other words, when you are broken, your options run out. There's nothing left to do and you don't know where to go. And you don't have a contact to call to help you. Even your money can't buy your way out. Your energy is spent and you are just flat out done. Now, this may sound like a very bad place to be in, but the moment that you know that you're done is the moment that you have reached the perfect position to experience life's purpose. Because it is then and only then that God is able to get the glory and get the credit that he is due. God is sometimes far away because our emotions and all the noise in our head clouds him from being able to draw nigh to us. So that is why we've got to find peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why we've got to choose to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why we have to choose to praise and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to choose to let him take control of the mess that's going on in our lives so that that mess can become a message. We've got to allow the Lord to take the lemons and turn them into sweet lemonade. God is able to take the bitter and make it better. He can turn your dreary into brighter tomorrows, but you have to let him do it. You, you have to allow him into the mire and into the muck of your pain, your hurt, your sorrow, your strife, your fears, so that he can show up for you. He wants to show up in every painful situation in your life, but he has to show you how by your own choices and he will allow you to make those choices because he has made you a free will agent one that's able to make your own choices. However, when you discover the truth that lies within you, the hope of your calling is found only in Jesus Christ, then you'll realize that as 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of 
of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We've got to discover the power that lies within us. We've got to unwrap and give the Holy Spirit full access to those treasures that are lying deep within us. Hardships, difficulties, brokenness often help us to find these treasures. To put it another way, the closer we get to Christ, the more of God you get to experience in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Now, it's like this. It says that our hearts may be encouraged, having been knitted together in love in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 through 3, that our hearts need to be knitted together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from their full assurance, understanding, resulting in true knowledge of the mystery that is Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, for in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you may have been complete, and he is the head over all rule and authority. In other words, Christ Jesus is like having the skin on you. It's like having a covering on you. Jesus is God's selfie. Jesus is God's selfie. So he came that we may know God more fully and in a more personal way. So if you want to unwrap the treasure of God in you, just look to Jesus Christ. When you look to Jesus and connect with him, you get all the wisdom and knowledge that there is to have because he is located in Jesus. So the closer you get to Christ, the more God you get to experience. The treasure is found on the inside of you. The treasure is found on the inside of you. Yes, it is. So hold on to God. Imagine with me. To break a horse is to work with the horse until they learn that you're not going to let up until they surrender to you. Now, once the horse is broken, the power and the majesty within it can be guided and directed with ease. It is power under control. God longs for us to maximize the majesty and the power that he's given us and not just let it exist with no direction from him. Brokenness often ushers in a humility that will enable us as believers to surrender to him. In this way, his power is made greater in us 
and our power and our majesty can be on display to a greater degree through this breaking process. To God be the glory for the things that he has done, that he has put a treasure on the inside of each of us. And he wants that treasure on the inside of you, my sister and my brother, to come out and be displayed for his glory and for his grace and for his purpose here on this earth. He wants to show you why there is purpose in brokenness. He wants to show you how to transform the hope of your calling into an actual ministry whereby you can help and equip someone else that might be going through a horrible time in their lives. So I want you to be encouraged today by 10 things that I've studied out as I prepared for this podcast this evening. And the 10 things are 10 biblical reasons to have hope. One is God is good. We never have to question God's motives or his methods. He cannot act outside of his character nor outside of his nature. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 24 tells us, I say to myself, the Lord God is my portion, therefore I will wait on him. Number two, God is faithful. In a world of broken promises, God's character holds fast. Let us hold strongly to God's character in this broken world because God is faithful to his word. Number three, God will never leave us nor forsake us. One of Satan's sneakiest lies that he tells us is that God is going to abandon us in our distress. But Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 through 2 tells us that fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. Number four, God knows everything. The longer that we live, the more aware we become of how limited our understanding is. Romans chapter 11 verse 33 tells us, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. God knows everything. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, and almighty, and we have to trust him. Number five. God never stops loving us. Many wrongly assume 
that God's love is based on performance. But God's love isn't based on how well you can, you can perform. His love is unconditional and it doesn't have any strings attached. God will never leave nor forsake you. He promised that in his word. Number six, God always hears and answers prayers. Now, when my children were little, I could recognize their cry from at least 25 children that were in a daycare room. I could recognize my child's cry. That's just like the Lord. He can recognize your cry amongst all the thousands of people that might be surrounding you. The Lord knows you just that well that he always hears your prayers. The scripture tells us in Psalms chapter 134 and verse 15 that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to them. Now, number seven is that God is trustworthy. God can always be trusted. He'll never tell you that he's going to do something and then he doesn't do it. He'll always come through. He's an on-time God and he is reliable and he is dependable. God's word tells us in Psalms chapter 18 and verse 30, as for God, he is perfect and his ways are perfect and he will always come through for you. But you've got to put your trust in him. Number eight, God renews us day by day. God renews us day by day. Walk with me. Mothers that are listening, sometimes your job can be so hard. Our jobs can be hard. We are the cook. We are the chauffeur. We are the cheerleader. We are the yoga instructor. We're the teacher in the home, doing the homework with the children. We're the prayer warrior. We're the taxi cab driver. We're the chauffeur. And the list goes on and on and on. And we wonder how will our spirits be replenished at the end of the day. But I want you to know that the good Lord knows and the good Lord sees and the good Lord says in the good book that he will renew you, that God's mercies are new every morning and that he will give you a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, yet and still you have to lean on him and you have to trust him to be your strength. God's 
renews us day by day. Number nine, God never wastes pain. There are so many painful things that we experience in our lives. And we wonder, how can one person experience so much pain and tribulation? And is what I'm going through beneficial? And how can I even make sense of what I'm going through? This pain is just overwhelming and it's unbearable. Well, I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verse 3. And let's look at what the Bible tells us about this particular question. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3. And I'm going to start at verse number two to put it into context. Faith, and I'm actually reading from the Tony Evans commentary because I want to make sure that you can grasp everything that this word is saying to you this evening. And the question was, how can I make sense of the pain that I'm going through? And I said, with my number nine that I wanted to share why God, we can find hope in God is because God never wastes pain. But I'm saying, well, how can I make sense of the pain? So we find here in Romans chapter five, chapter five, starting at verse number two in the commentary, it reads that faith accesses the grace that God wants to dispense in our lives, not just in salvation and in sanctification, but also in tribulation. If we are in Christ, we are also to rejoice in our afflictions because God is working in those afflictions for our good. Though afflictions, through afflictions, God intends to create in us endurance, which produces proven character and proven character produces hope. Hope, like faith, is only as good as its object. Just as our faith can lead to salvation, if it is faith in God, our hope will not be disappointed because if we hope in the hope that God gives us, then God's love will pour out upon us and it will mend our broken hearts through the Holy Spirit. So even in our suffering, God's Spirit provides a fresh experience of God's love to us and for us. So love, God's love is always there for us and with us. And that's where we find the purpose for the pain which we experience. We find it because 
We are to rejoice in our afflictions because it produces character when we endure it. And it also helps to prove our character and produce hope in us. And the Holy Spirit will equip us to get through the painful times in our lives. But first of all, we've got to allow him to. We've got to give him the full reign of our lives so that he can move in us and through us. Number 10, God is generous. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. Psalms 84 and 11 tells us that no good thing will he withhold from you when you walk upright with him. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. It is my prayer that these 10 causes that I have shared with you while why you are to hope in Christ Jesus. It is my prayer that these 10 things that I've shared about God's character will actually cause you to overflow in the Holy Spirit and that the power of the Holy Spirit will rise up on the inside of you and equip and transform you by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and in his blood, the blood of Jesus, there is life, there is healing, there is hope, there is the ability to endure hardships like none. I pray that you will find tucked into the verbiage of this discussion, joy and peace, and that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15 and 3. I also pray that you will live in hope all of the days of your life, that you will be equipped with the hope that's only found in Jesus Christ. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Robinson, Hope Lotus Flower Podcast. Our topic tonight was the transformative power, the transformative power of hope, the transformative power of hope. Hope can transform you from your place of despair into a place where you are fruitful and where you are productive. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You can trust him with your whole heart, mind, body, and soul. Hope. The Lotus Flower Podcast, The Transformative Power of Hope, Season 3, Episode 5.
may hope live in your life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Why? Because God said in his word that he will never leave nor forsake you. So even when the hour is the darkest and even when things are happening around you, they're causing you to want to shut down and to want to quit. Just know that God is with you and he's walking alongside you and that there is something on the inside of you that's telling you not to quit. And that's something that's on the inside of you that's telling you not to quit this evening is the Holy Spirit. It's a still small voice that's coming to you and it's nudging you and it's encouraging you to keep going. Yes, you have experienced a horrible situation. You've experienced something that was so terrible that no one should ever has to go through. No one should ever have to bury their child in a mass shooting. No one should ever have to go through such deep pain of having a tornado rip through their entire small town and destroy all of their property. No one should have to experience that. But it happens world, we are going to experience tribulation. We're going to experience pain, to experience hardship, and we're going to experience discouragement. But be encouraged, beloved, and know that the word of God is true. And it tells us that no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. No one that hopes in the Lord Jesus Christ will ever be put to shame. And the word of God also encourages us to know that for what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name for your name is good. Know that Lord is good and he is worthy to be praised even in the midst of what you're going through. He will sustain you. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh within you. So rejoice and be encouraged this evening and know that God is with you. He sees your tears. He sees your pain. He sees your sorrow and he sees your difficulties. And he wants to take the tears of your sorrow and turn those tears into gladness. The world oftentimes us to hope in money, to hope in to hope in relationships, to hope in skill and in our own abilities. But God tells us that hope is only found in him. So be encouraged this evening and know that in today's episode, as we talked about the transformative power of hope, 
that you can be transformed from that situation that you find yourself in. You can be transformed from that reckless, ruthless, hurtful situation that you're in right now as I speak. The Lord can transform you. Yet and still, you allow him to transform you. You have to turn it over to him. You have to tell the Lord, not my will, but thy will be done, Lord Jesus. You've got to invite him into your situation because he is a perfect gentleman and he will not force himself into your situation. God loves you with a love that is unfailing and it is unquenchable. Just like when you're thirsty and sometimes when you drink water, it doesn't take away the thirst. It doesn't quench it. Well, the Holy Spirit moves in such a way that his water is unquenchable. Your thirst will be able to go away because you allow the Holy Spirit to transform that dead, dry situation that's going on in your life. Know that the Lord loves you and be encouraged and know that in your sub-darkness, there is in hope. In your season of darkness, there is power found in hope. Just like this mother on this side with this beautiful little baby girl, oftentimes it is when we are going through the times of uncertainty in our lives and it's so turbulent that we cannot even see the way out. It's oftentimes during this season of our life that we are our most strongest. The Bible says that when we are at our weakest, at our strongest point, and I want to encourage you to know that when you are going through a situation leader, past school teacher, agency leader, program manager, principal, their lawyer, police officer, advocate for those that are lost and hurting. Sometimes you as a leader, there are unexpected things that occur in your life and it can quit. But know that it's during those times that your soul must find rest in God and that your hope comes only from him, that he is your true rock, that he is your salvation, that he is your fortress. And you will not, not be shaken because trust him. You have come 
because he cares for you. Know that even if you're a leader, leaders get weak sometimes. Leaders have trials, difficult and situations. that arise in their lives as well. Hold on to God's unchanging hand and leave nor forsake. So hold on, be strong, don't quit. And know that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. Along with the belief that you have the power to make it so. And that power is found in the place. Now, I want to leave you with this really funny and thought-provoking slide. And it's a slide that many of us watching this as slide sure bothered the other character because she wanted to have a relationship with him. She admired him so much. She followed him all around. She teased him all the time. She just really was irritating to him. And in the slide, it says that Tomorrow day. And she says to him, Are you going to give me a Valentine's? What makes you think that I'm going to give you one today? And so she said, Hope. She was hoping that he would give her this. Valentine's. Her hope was strong. So I want you to be encouraged under the sound of my voice this evening to have strong hope. Just like the character in that slide, she was agonizing. She was persistent and she was not going to back down until she got his attention, until she got what she wanted. So she did not quit. She did not waver. And she did not stop. Even though at the day she didn't get what she wanted, she still didn't quit. Because on the inside of that character on that slide was something that I likened to, to be like the Holy Spirit. It was a force that would not let her quit. It was a force that would not let her back down. So be encouraged this evening and the transformative power of hope. Actually lies on the inside. Thank you all for joining me this evening for the Lotus Flower podcast. I am so excited to have relaunched the podcast. We were away on a sabbatical for several months. 
But I thank and praise the Lord that he allowed us to return back into this virtual space with you. The Lotus Flower Podcast streams live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We stream on Facebook Live and on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. Be sure to tune in to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am excited about our guest for next week that will be coming to us. Ms. Charday Chambers is coming to us next week with a topic about the importance of Christians participating in the voting process. We wonder sometimes why things are happening all around us and we don't have a say in it, especially in the political arena. Oftentimes it's because we don't go out and cast our votes. So my guest next week, she is going to talk to us in in a very passionate way about the importance of voting, especially Christians, the importance of casting your vote and taking part in your due process. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. When you do so, you will never miss an episode. As the episodes air, they will be dropped right into your inbox and you will be able to listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not only on the podcasts that are virtual, but on the audio podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Thank you for joining me this evening for season number three, episode number five of the Lotus Flower Podcast, where our topic was the transformative power of hope, the transformative power of hope. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And know that it is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. That is the lotus flower. And that quote is from Mulan, the motion picture. Have a blessed and prosperous rest of the day. <laughs>